Welcome to Book Pile Banter. This is Amberly and Kim. Sarah will not be joining us for our 24 short story countdown in the holiday season because creepy Christmas stories have burned her one too many times. However, we are here to discuss an array of Christmas ghosts and folktale stories leading up to Christmas Day. And we are on day 21 with the Salt Miracles, which is by Natasha Poli and is in the book The Winter Spirits Ghostly Tales for Frosty Nights. Uh, Natasha is the author of The Watchmaker of Filigree Street and The Bedlam Stacks. She lived in Japan as a Dawaii scholar, which I apologize if I said that wrong, as well as in China and Peru. She has a 2016 Glad... She, sorry, she was a 2016 Glawstone writer in residence, and she teaches on the... Bath Spa University's Creative Writing BA alongside short courses at the Cambridge Institute of Continuing Education. That sentence was awful, and I apologize for that. Um, this story is a priest is tasked with going to the isolated island of St. Hilda. Two pilgrims have gone missing, and the church worries that something will happen to the other three, much like the hundred people who disappeared years ago on the island. So, Kim, what did you think of this one? I liked this one. This I one knew was, you would yeah, like this, this one. one was, well, it, it hits a lot of little wickets of things that I like. Love, going, I know. Going out to an island, mm -hmm. being, you know. It was in the, Ireland, this, right? Am I remembering that correctly? I can't remember if it was Ireland or I Scotland, but it's, it's the Isles. Scotland, yeah. I think it's Scotland. I can't remember. Um, that makes more sense because the... Glasgow. 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 So, yeah, yeah, so it Scotland. would be one of the Scottish Isles. Um, but, yeah, uh yeah you know having somebody whether it be a priest or an investigator mm -hmm. you can think of the um leonardo DiCaprio film um where you go out and there's some mystery and yeah and, but the investigator is very interested in the environment and and all of that they always got to go in with that that not fear but what am i going to find and yeah very interested in i knew like within the, the first the, mention the, of salt. The, yes, the first mention of salt. What the what the conclusion of the story was. And the inspiration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, this was this was fantastic, and it was so well written. Well, and then and then there's the big thing, living at the top of the hill, which was just yeah. about your. Oh, so yeah, you're gonna yeah. just, like disclose why you love that? Well, I love angelic stories, not because and angels are a thing that is like real in my life but um because angels are such a mirror as for humanity to look into because they are so anti-human yeah um and i love the fact that this writer went into angels as described in the bible so they have the multiple faces the yeah billion wings and i'm being exaggerating there i, I can't remember uh, but, the exact number of wings but they're but, intense in the bible yeah yeah they're no they're not they're not in the bible they're not friendly creatures whereas yeah. i felt this one now this one's a fallen angel yeah, this is say. one that didn't want to play by the rules of heaven it what it it didn't like the fact that it was destructive to people um and and so you know it, it was trying its best not to do what it was doing um i kind of got the impression and we don't get the depth into the story but as in any well-written story was sent there when the original people were on the island to punish them for whatever reason they were all turned to salt 
and the angel didn't want to do it any longer. And so left heaven, stayed on the island, and did the best it can to stay as far away from people as physically possible. See, that's interesting because I interpreted it slightly different. How did you interpret it? I saw it more as it had stepped away from heaven had fallen and its punishment was that it could not interact with people. So when people came near it, so it tried to isolate itself. And when people came near it, they were then turned to salt. So it could not enjoy humanity. Mm. Interesting. So that's kind of the vibe. I, would I argue got from, and I'm not going to get yeah. into it because I, I, I haven't studied biblical, uh, I'll say writing. And I don't mean, yeah. Um, that's not typically the take when it comes to angels, typically they're there for punishment. Which I totally yeah. get, but I, I, the way it acted and the level of its despair, like there was a sense of craving because it didn't say you need to go away from me immediately when the priest was like, how quickly will this affect me? It said you can stay a little bit longer, which gave to me this idea that it craved interaction well, with yeah, humans. I, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think that that craving is contradictory to what I said. Yeah, but it, it gave the impression that it had been there longer than a hundred years, as well. I can't remember exactly what the wording was, but that's I the impression I got. Yeah, but that's what's that's what makes good short story writing is they are interpretive. Yeah. Um, or they're very they're they're not interpretive and they're um lessons to be yeah to be learned and and when there are lessons to be learned it's very blatant because you gotta get yeah think of the lottery there's a lesson to be learned yeah there. but it's, there is still like an a good short story has a moment of open-endedness yeah, to it yeah that allows you no matter who you are to place into the story mm -hmm. and you are noisy sir i don't think it's picking up on the mic though so that will be just a random statement but yes <laughs> uh, murphy is is very passionately cleaning himself on kim's lap yeah it's attractive um, um but nice purring. <laughs> you touched him but yeah i think there's like a level of open-endedness that a good short story has where you have a moment to decide the story for yourself and it becomes less about you reading a short story and you assisting in the creating of a short story right right and that's where that that depth that i talk yeah. about if when you want to when you want to feel the history and there's different ways to provide mm -hmm. that history in 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 a either a book or a short story and when you want when you get those glimpses of the history and you want to know more of the history i want to know why this angel is sitting on this island by mm -hmm. itself and 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 why it who uh, it is. Yeah, who it is. What it is. Yeah, and and uh why why it takes to this particular person and what um I can't remember what our our main dude's name is. But I don't um, know that it ever gave his name. I think he was just referred to as father, like priest. Um Yeah, I don't remember. Um Flint. Flint, okay. Yeah, his last name's Flint. So um but yeah, it, you know, why did why did the angel take to Flint? Because yeah. it, it just avoided other people. But Flint put out an effort to, to try to engage in it, not even knowing that it was even there. And just, offered kindness. Yeah, and offered kindness and, and yeah, and, and a little bit of touch, as you said, with humanity yeah. and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, it's a real well-written story. I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, 
at first I was like, because you had said ahead of time that I was going to really enjoy it. And I'm like, what is happening here that um, Amber thinks? And then the the angel actually presents itself. And I'm like, oh, okay. there it is. Yeah. Okay. There's an actual physical angel there. That's cool. Yeah. Well, and it, it so at first I was a little worried because I was reading and I was like, okay, this is interesting. And then the salt comes in. And I'm like, oh, no, is this just going to be some, like, reimagining of Lot's wife? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know that I want a biblical, biblical story. story. Um, and I'm like, you know, I'm, I th- I'm like, the big twist is going to be that the people are turning into salt. But, like, I know Lot's wife. And so I already knew. I'm like, if that's the big twist, I'm disappointed because I'm it's not going to be a twist. But and it is the big twist, twist without being biblical and it's so hard especially for people who are religious to look at people who are not religious and go why do you enjoy these types of stories and it's like it's not biblical it's i I don't even know how to explain it other than this wasn't telling the moral story of lot's wife these people were not being punished for their behaviors. Yeah. Remind me what Lot's wife. I, I looked it up so, really quick. For anyone who isn't familiar, um, Lot's wife is a biblical character who was known as a disobedient woman who was turned into a pillar of salt for looking back to see the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah as she and her family were fleeing. And there's even like this level of argument that like that well, was an unjust punishment. Right, because her husband had done something that was bad. Yeah. And then she, all she did was look back. Yeah. And she was punished, but he never Whatever was. was. Yeah. Um, I've, I've never been big on to, on this story. Um, yeah. As far as biblical stories are, are concerned. And so, yeah, and I was... This does add, Britannica does add, her story is seen as an example of what happens to those who choose a worldly life over salvation. Right. And that's Sodom and Gomorrah that, yeah, that falls yeah. into all of that and making choices, you know. Um, I was going to say something and then you cut me off. Sorry, no, I it's apologize. Okay. You said that this isn't a story that usually interests you. Yep. No, I was going to say, um, I was worried that it was going to be about these people misbehaving on the island, doing mm-hmm. something they shouldn't have done. And that was not it at all. Not even a little bit. They were just there trying to be healed. Yeah. Um, they were they were dying of cancer or they were blind or yeah. you know, all of these different things. And then they were healed because the angel is there. So they are healed. It was done in 40 days. There was a lot of biblical stuff to it without it being that moral story um, of... And it, I like the fact because... And this is one of the fascinating things for me about angels is these are creatures that don't have choice. Yeah. They have to do what God tells them to do. And this angel was choosing not to do what they were told, told to do. Was this the angel that was there when Lot's wife was turned to salt? It, you know, is well, it, and I think that might be where I got the idea that right, it was right, then trying right. to hide is. Yeah. And, and I, and, and so it, there's this one particular angel and, and when humans are around it, if it's doing a, well, clearly it, it's sense to do this. Yeah. It doesn't have a choice. It, it knows distance will help, but it only slows it down, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that's what I find fascinating about angels yeah. is they, they are this form of control and punishment 
even though humans are supposed to have free will, yeah. that there is this means to punish humans for not doing the right thing. Yeah. And I'm doing that in air quotes. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, no, this, this story, this story is right up my alley. I know, I knew it. Yeah. Because I was like, well, and particularly I loved the, the fact that it is this fine line between a miracle and a punishment. Mm-hmm. And so the three pilgrims that are still there two of them are healed and die within about 48 hours of healing yeah the third one manages to keep the distance and survive and i think the implication was possibly not healed but he was ambiguous i feel like i can't remember what his illness was i think he was healed and then Realized he was going to die, die, so he fled. Yeah. But the sheep, because there was sheep that yeah. were on this island, and, and the angel even says at some point, the sheep know where to go. Figure, follow the sheep. The sheep know where to go, and this this person ends up going to where the sheep are at because he figures out in the most basic level. And the he's sheep the one are who like does the worst thing. I know. I could not believe it when I loved. Because okay, so the story starts because we've kind of been. Jumping around. Jumping around. And hopefully you've read it. But the story starts where the bishop has hired someone to get him to the island because he knows that the priest is in trouble. Not clear as to why, but he just knows. Then it jumps back three weeks to the priest arriving, and we go through the three-week period of the priest on the island with the three pilgrims. At the very end, it jumps forward again to present time, where the bishop and the woman arrive on the island, and the third pilgrim runs up to them, tells them to leave. Bishop says, no, I need to find my priest. And so the guy takes the boat, leaving the two of them on the island. To die. Even though he knows... That they'll die. That they'll die. Doesn't tell him to follow the sheep, doesn't help them, just steals the boat. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was was one of those wonderful I, I, it's not an uncanny ending but it has that that short story no, it, twist it does really kind of have an uncanny quality to it yeah. because you you have someone who isn't acting you're you know you're reading a biblical story you if you're familiar with lot's wife know that there is a level of punishment to not leaving but at the same time we're taught in biblical stories that those who misbehave are punished Mm -hmm. and so it does have that uncanny element where we turn around and the one who misbehaves escapes yeah well i i i want a a follow-on scene where there's a ghost ship that this boat has become a ghost ship and then there's just a pillar of salt or not a well pillar of salt but yeah a pile of salt Salt. near the 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 steerage of the of the ship and yeah and it's just floating out in the ocean because he was, he, it was longer. He he lived past the duration of yeah. time because he had separated himself. But we don't know that that it won't still follow, follow him. him. Yeah. Um. Well, and then it was interesting that the priest, I feel like, accepted the need to turn into salt, mm-hmm. and then had written the words, "I found your, I found your miracle." Yeah. He knew the bishop oh, would yeah, come well, looking for him. Well, and he. He was in search. I mean, he's yeah. talking from the very beginning of finding. He wants the miracle. He yeah. wants 
because it's more of a modern modern setting there's boats all of that and there's this lack of belief in miracles the bishop himself doesn't doesn't believe believe. he's become scientifically oriented even though he is a a bishop yeah um and so the the priest was sent to find the miracle and he is a pillar of salt and has the sign he he has not only found the miracle he has become Mm -hmm. the miracle Mm -hmm. um but now nobody's gonna know because the idiot stole the boat and left yeah So yeah, it was really fascinating. I will say, and I don't know if you've ever watched it, this very much gave me like Midnight Mass vibes. It's a, oh, you would love it. It's a TV show on Netflix. It's a Mike Flanagan show. Oh yeah, I watched part of it. it oh. It, 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 you didn't get far enough, did you then? I, I It didn't capture me the way it did you. Did you watch it all the way through? I think so, but I don't remember. I, it, so the priest brings back, he used to be an old guy and he, he brought the miracle back with him. But it wasn't... I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, you didn't finish it all the way through. That's probably because it didn't fascinate me. Which oh, man, which is too bad. <laughs> it's too bad because you would love the twist, and I don't want to, like, give it away in yeah, case other people well, haven't watched it. Well, but like, I might, I might go back and watch it. Yeah. Um, if it's the one I'm thinking of, I can't remember what it was about it that, that didn't. It starts really, like, slow and clunky, and you're kind of like, what am I getting into? Yeah. Um... And you get, it doesn't explicitly state in the very beginning that the priest that is there is the same who had left. Everyone thinks he is a new person because the guy who left was in his like eighties. Oh, and okay. he comes back young. Okay, I've I've no idea. Yeah, and no. and and he brings his miracle with him as to why he's young, and it's not mm. it's not a good thing. <laughs> Those things usually aren't. <laughs> um, so yeah, that that this very much reminded me of Midnight Mass, and so well, I was enjoying so, it. So and so let's let's evaluate this as far as the comparison of this book to Christmas. The Winter and other Spirits horrors. versus Christmas yeah, and so Other Horrors. Winter Spirits and there's Christmas and Other Horrors. Um, because we were just talking about the last story in Christmas and Other Horrors and how it didn't have that Christmas feel to it. Mm-hmm. This also does not have a Christmassy feel to it. Um, but it, I still would find this to be an interesting story to read if you were looking at horror stories for this time of year, the yeah. wintry time of year. Well, it's it's biblical, and there's a heavy, yeah. heavy biblical nature now. Yeah, to... but is there is he there for the new year? Yes, yes, I believe so. So it's more more new year yeah, rebirth or yeah, that time yeah. of thing, rather than straight up Christmas. But um, however, I will say I feel like this story is one that I would have expected more in Christmas and other horrors versus the winter spirits, just based on the title of the books alone. Oh, I think the exact opposite. Oh, really? <laughs> this one very much quotes I'm pointing, sorry, Christmas and other stories and other horrors and other horrors is not reading to me the way I expect. They're mm-hmm. reading the opposite that I would have expected <laughs> okay. based on their titles. I would have expected more Christmassy type stories. And so I, and then this one is winter spirits. So we're covering more than just Christmas. Christmas. We're covering, you know, the solstice. We're covering the new year. We're covering all of these things. Um, I, I guess I think it's because it then says ghostly tales for frosty night. Right. And this didn't strike me as a ghostly tale. Yeah. 
So that's why I feel like I would have expected it more in Christmas and other horrors, because this one does feel more horror than ghostly to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. We're sitting here. The story should have been different based yeah. on the title. Um, but yeah. No, I just I was no, commenting that it was it was a little unexpected for me. I did like it. I was I was glad I had recently watched or seen something that talked. Oh, I had watched the Expedition Unknown episode about uh, where he mentions Lot's wife and oh, talks goodness. about the the pillar of salt because he was climbing a mountain or other. I can't remember. Anyways, so I had actually recently just been reminded of Lot's wife, right. and so when I read this, I was like, Oh God, this is Lot's wife. Well, yeah, I looked. I knew it was Lot's wife just because, for whatever reason, even though I like went to church when I was five, um, I know a lot of biblical stories. I don't know them in detail. Yeah. But if you know, if we're talking about people turning to salt, I know that that's a pillar of salt, and that it's Lot's wife, for whatever random, I have things in my head reason. And um, just because it's the mainstream, and so yeah. I think a lot of people pull on those stories because they're known and they play with them because they're known. Um, you know, just like, uh, Oh God, I can't think of the names with the slingshot, uh, David and Goliath. Goliath. Yeah. You know, like, sorry. Yeah. I, <laughs> I couldn't think of David's well, name. You were fishing. <laughs> than throwing a slingshot. I know. I know. Slingshot. Pull back. But he didn't use what we consider a slingshot. He used the one where you actually oh, spin it spin and snap. It and throw it. Yeah, but and that's were, I know. Were, I was I was thinking of the snap, <laughs> not of the spin and snap. Um, <laughs> and I the other problem is is I could remember Goliath, but I couldn't. And I was like, it's, it doesn't start with Goliath, and I couldn't think of David yeah, and Goliath. Right. I just kept going Goliath, and I'm like, am I just thinking about gargoyles? So. <laughs> I got to say the other thing about this story that I really found really interesting is how the priest figured it out. Cause we start by, we go into the church that has been locked, locked for a hundred years. Yeah. Get it unlocked. Go in and they're walking on salt. It's like, uh, and me, I'm instantly, cause I already know. And I think yeah. you're meant to know. I think yeah. you're meant to be not creeped out, but uncomfortable knowing that they're walking across the people that have been missing off of this island since a hundred years ago. Um, and then he finally, the, the, the priest is figuring it out and he just digs into a pillar and pulls out, I think teeth were the full yeah. the teeth was the first thing, thing he pulled, pulled out. out. Yeah. Um, and that's how he knew he knew if he put the sign on himself, it would be found. Yeah. Yeah. And it, well, and I, I think it kind of played with this idea or allowed the reader to be like, oh, no, 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 it's because it's a small island. Well, yeah, and it's... And the it's, salt air, like, that's exactly. not uncommon for yes. salt to dry and collect. Right, right. But then you're like, but this is too much salt, and it goes into so much detail about locking down, how locked down the church was. Well, and then you also put it into the location, and you mm -hmm. don't typically have that density of salt in moist areas. Mm -hmm. And this is clearly one of the Scottish Isles. So as a person who knows a little bit how, about how salt is developed, if you're reading this and most people do know that there are salt beds, um, you're going to kind of go, wait a minute, this, this isn't feeling right. right. Something's yeah. not right with this development of salt. Yeah. 
And, you know, it talked about the pink salt in the bay. Pink salt is an actual thing, mm-hmm. but it doesn't grow that I know of, develop, develop, um, that I know of in the Scottish Isles. No, because it's Himalayan pink salt. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> you're, you're typically dry environments. And yeah. And you're not getting dry environments. No. In the Scottish Isles. Just not. Just so did not. you listen to the audiobook while you were reading this one? I don't have the audiobook. Oh, man. It was a Scottish narrator for this story, which just made it like... Because <laughs> I I will say I started it and like I said I thought it was going to be like Lot's wife and have like biblical and I'm like oh I'm not sure I'm going to get settled into this yeah I, I and then remember you saying yeah and then I was like okay well let's get the audiobook let's see if there is one let's see if maybe that will help with focusing my brain because it does sometimes sometimes hearing and reading allows me to settle into the story mm-hmm. which is really weird because I'm a avid reader but i have discovered there is something about the listening and reading combo that allows i guess further stillness i think it's because your brain has to focus on the two things at mm-hmm. the same time which prevents your brain from focusing on other things yeah add brains we manage to think about eight billion things at yeah. the same, same time well and i i personally now have so many like anxiety stressors all that kind of stuff that as you know as a teen and stuff i could get lost and happily get lost in my head in the world's being created mm-hmm. nowadays my brain doesn't easily fall into that yeah daydreaming yeah. state being an adult yeah we have responsibilities so um well and then mental health on the top of it. yeah yeah but so now i like listening to it and so i did get it and it does have a uh scottish accent narrator for this one i'm kind of curious to see for the next short story in this book if it too has a different narrator because it did list a cast of narrators mm. um sadly christmas and other horrors does not have an audiobook i had been hoping so it is digital though it is digital yes so you know depending on your formats and i believe winter spirits is digital also I, yes i almost got it so that i didn't have to carry the book on the train but i still want my 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 cover to break down a little bit so i'm I'm (laughs) still good with it being a physical copy this one i don't know this one feels like my like my future christmases (laughs) like your future that's such a sweet way to say that my future christmases (laughs) this feels like my future christmases yep um you know we've all seen those old books that that have been read they're yeah in a library or an old bookstore and, and the cover is still there might be torn a little bit. Yeah. It's worn and, and, and clearly people have loved. Yeah, loved. People have, have read it repeatedly and But just the idea that you like yeah. have this book and you've only read two stories from yep. it and you're like this I'll be reading this. This is future, future Christmases. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even like it's just this Christmas. Well, it's... and it's from the creators of oh, the haunting seasons. I might have to get that. I was thinking we could possibly do that one for next Halloween Maybe instead of doing full on books because I think we kind of burned out a little bit this this term or this time on it. Yeah, I didn't mind the. I don't mind the Halloween. Yeah, but I I was pondering yeah. that. I just wasn't sure if Sarah would be down yeah. for it, but we'll figure that out. Um, she dislikes short stories even more than I do. She does. She does. I think I'm the only one who like will willingly seek short stories and novellas. So do you know what broke me of short stories? What? Fan fiction. Why? Because that's all anybody would ever fucking oh, write. Is... And I'm like, I'm 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 reading fan fiction and I get it. It's an either a scene from the show or it's an episode from the show. Yeah. 
but I wanted stories. Yeah, so well, if it's anybody funny because now it's full on novels. Well, and I was going to say, if you were to look back at my fan fiction, and I'm not going to say who I am on on the world, um, my goals on one of them was long. Yeah. And I was, at the time, it was like, if you want a long story, you read this writer. Because um, mine was mine was massive i did write shorter stories but but the my big one i i it was long yeah not as long as like manacled um <laughs> that thing is from what i understand oh it's a beast there's also huge. another one that's um marauders era set that is actually like four books like when people go bind to it, yeah, bind yeah. it themselves they yeah. have to bind it in like three to four parts yeah yeah um but that's what broke me in short stories i because like i love the lottery yeah um I like the feel of a short story. But fan fiction yeah. isn't as polished, which exactly. makes it harder which, to enjoy. And, and I just, I always like, could you tell me the whole story, not just this scene? I don't want yeah. the scene. I want the story. And 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 that really broke me of, of short stories. Yeah, I, I, I became, never got into the reading of fan fiction. Like, I write... Yeah. On, I've written on fan fiction forums, right? But that was like character back and forth, right? Yeah, and that I could never do. Yeah, it it got to be so popular to write short that right as I was leaving fan fiction and, and no longer writing it, um, hundred story, hundred word stories. Yeah, rapid. How can you express, rapid reads. Yeah, how can you express your entire story in in as few as words as almost like. And some and some people are really good at it, and mm-hmm. you're just like, but God, give me the whole damn story. Yeah. And no, I never. I, I it's really because I I most people my generation love fan fiction. Yeah. A lot of the writers that are about my age started in fan fiction, yeah. but it just I wanted to write in those worlds. I didn't want, but I wanted to play with other people. Well, yours was interactive. Yeah. Whereas. For me, fan fiction was expanding, and yeah. I, I've already said it. Supernatural, um, it was expanding that that universe yeah. and and exploring different aspects of it. Did, when I first started into it, didn't know about some of the aspects of fan supernatural fiction. fan fiction. And, well, you know what? It's not even that. It, it, mm, there's other yeah that gets just. I think it's weird. Very uncomfortable and very inappropriate. But we're not supposed to shame people's kinks. I I think it's it's okay to shame people's kinks when it is uh, pedophilia. But we'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, no, no. That is full on. Yes, that is. Well, okay. At the time, it was no. Oh you didn't no. Shame people's that kink then. Ugh. Yeah. No. Oh. See, yeah. that's the thing. Is on forums. No. Yeah. It was explicitly like. No, no, we're not there, doing there that. Was, yeah, no, it, it, at the time that, that I was, and, and you wouldn't know, you wouldn't know what was coming, and you'd be going along reading the story, and all of a sudden it would be like, and you're just like, what just happened, and why is it happening? And then you're just disgusted, and then you drop out of that story, and you, you're just ashamed that you ever gave that writer um, a voice. Yeah. No, that that's so weird. We yeah. just was not, the forums that I was writing on, that was not. Yeah, yeah anyone was doing that you didn't want to write with them yeah you avoided writing with them yeah um, but i didn't write with people no i know and that's where it's like what yeah anyway I, I was expecting you to say something totally different than that in terms oh, of kinks no. that's not a kink yeah <laughs> that is not a kink i mean 
in the broad sense of a kink, yes, but we're not calling that a kink. That is no, that is no. depraved. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Full on. And, and it, 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 yeah. Anyway, it was it made me um, very cautious when it came yeah. to fan fiction because, whew, it, it got bad. But we've now gone completely off topic. Off the rails. So, <laughs> any final thoughts for the Salt Miracles? No, other than it's a really, really good good story yeah it's delightful good 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 writer yeah good writer well done it did make me curious to read their potentially some of their other stuff yeah um so on that note our intro and outro music is by howard harper barnes and it's called a snowflake's tale from epidemic sound don't forget to like rate and subscribe to bookpile banter on spotify amazon music itunes or whichever platform you listen to your podcasts we'd love to hear from you on any of our social media platforms such as instagram or tiktok you can find us at book underscore pile underscore banter and don't forget we'll be back tomorrow with our next short story 